everybody. Welcome back to the April edition of Giving the Points podcast. I am Jeff Cox alongside my co-host, Mr. Odell. How are we doing this weekend? You know, if we could have college football back, I would be such a better person. Uh, I, I would just be such a better human if I could just get some college football, but I got nothing. I got XFL, maybe a little bit of arena, and we're screwed. So we've got April, May, June, July, until we sniff August. We've got four hardcore months of just golf, baseball, XFL. What are we going to do? Bleak. Outlook bleak, as the eight ball would say. Outlook is bleak. We're also joined by two guests, um, you know, two Hall of Famers, Kareem and Larry. So I want to thank them for coming and uh, joining the podcast. We're very honored uh, to have them. Um, we're going to do, we've got a nice structure. We're going to recap March Madness. Um, you know, we really didn't have a big grasp on it this year. But we want to kind of cover what we saw and what we perhaps bet on. Um, we're going to go over our Masters Golf DraftKings contest that we've been doing. Uh, all the majors, we do a contest with a few of our guys. Um, we're also going to do two lists. We've got one non-sport and one sport-related and kind of just go over the NBA playoffs and see where each of our heads are at with that um, in this stage of our life. So first of all, is there anything we've, and since the last podcast, we kind of glossed over March Madness, anything spectacular happened, poker-related, gambling-related to you personally? You know, I, poker, I'll be honest with you, I had a awesome March at the poker table. Yeah, sounded like it. I, ha- I have had a horrible April. I mean, horrible. I can't catch a card. Um, I have, I have, I've pissed away a lot of money in April so far. It's only been in, ten man. days. Yeah, we're eleven days in. It's we we are limping. We are limping in. I, I do have one funny story. Yes. I, I was at a, 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 a real quick. I was at a a table on Saturday. I was with uh, six Asians, and they're the smart math Asians. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to discriminate. I, I, right. But some some people are just Clear really fine. smart when it comes to numbers. You know, and, yeah. and I'm not. Um, so there was this one gentleman. He was about 80 years old, and he kept going in uh, nine six offsuit, nine three offsuit, uh, mm-hmm. seven three was a favorite of his, and he kept winning, and Jeez. he got me for about three fifty within a matter of 30 minutes and I was, I was playing two five and I was, I was getting pissy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally, I looked down at him and I said, keep it up old man. I'm going to catch you feeding the gremlins. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you feeding them. And I was yeah. the only one at the table that got that reference, but I laughed. It got me in hey. a good mood and I, I made a little bit of a recovery, but still, still bad, still a bad week. Dude, if you're losing money, you can make yourself laugh. You, you're, you're doing something with, you're not yeah. uh, pissing your life away. So yeah. Um, yeah, you got two thirds of a month left. So hopefully the May cool. edition of giving to points, we're going to have a, we're going to, we're going to meet back and hopefully have a better story from you. So hopefully um, Jesus, March madness. How did you end up doing? You know, I, I came in fifth in our bracket. That's pretty good. Our bracket pool. Um, there was, we had, there was a lot of people in it. Um, yeah. A lot of folks in it. A lot of brackets. Uh, I did. I did do four brackets. I did three myself. My little one did one. Um, the only college basketball I watched was starting with the Big Ten tournament. Hmm. I hadn't watched a game. I hadn't watched. I just hadn't watched because there's been football, 
And at the poker room, they they they've been playing other stuff other than basketball. And if they do, it's Maryland basketball. And who wants to watch that shit? So right, right, I just right. hadn't been paying attention. So um, I, I didn't I didn't throw out a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I was rooting for the underdogs and hoping the underdogs would hit. I I know you've got better stories than me. So how did you do? Not necessarily. I mean, I was you know we had sixty players in our pool. I was towards the bottom fifth of them. Um, I had UConn in the final four. That's about my only thing I can hang my hat on. I had a pre-tourney bet on them. Um, just I threw a couple bucks at 16 to one for them to win it all. So I hit that. Nothing to, to write home about. But um, I was really impressed with FAU and these smaller schools. I mean, the highest seed was a four seed being UConn. And I don't yeah. know if you know this, this stat, but this kind of blew my mind. The five UConn Final Fours they've been in, they've won four of them. No, I'll take that back. They've won four of their five titles in the state of Texas over the last 25 years, which I know that the Final Four is generally played in about probably, let's say, five to six normal, you know, yeah. arenas in certain states. So it's it's going to happen, but it's just it's ironic that it's happened four to five times in the same state. So there's something about them every five years, they bring a team out of nowhere and just have a great season. I always um, see UConn as a team that chokes. They're, you they, they they get to the tournament and they choke. So I, I never I never put them. No matter who they've got, they got to have hmm. Michael Jordan's grandson, and I I wouldn't shove them in there. Them in Arizona, um, yeah, Arizona oh. to me is is a bunch of choke artists too. They did it again this year. I forgot who they who yeah. they uh, lost to, but I want to say it was in the first round. But it was another embarrassing showing for the uh, Wildcats yeah. out there in Tucson. But uh, but the good go thing was. Uh, the, the good thing about the tournament was, is I had Penn State in the tournament. Right. How they got in by the grace of God, I don't know, and got a victory. And Arkansas yeah. was in there, so I had I had two teams to root for. I, I you know, I was happy about that, and I, I didn't expect Arkansas to go as far as they did. Uh, right. But but they did. They got a couple wins and ended up getting yeah. blown out. But everybody could it, see the blowout coming. It was. It was yeah, UConn was a, a slowly evolving snowball going downhill and getting larger and getting gaining momentum. And I could tell from the conference tournament, based on the limited amount I've watched this year, uh, I, I I know when a team is getting hot, and this is like the perfect structure for a hot team to get to have that uh, momentum, winning six games in a row and, and getting a title. And uh, it's cool to see a Hurley, not named Bobby get a title as a coach. So that's kind of cool that obviously their dad was a big time high school coach. So, um, so let's, let's switch gears to golf. I know it's not a big talk about, you know, between us on the podcast, but um, we had up to 17 guys. We do a DraftKings contest. We all throw in 10 bucks for top two. Um, So we've been doing this the past few years with just the majors, um, including the players championship since it's local and familiar to us. Um, yeah. I, I ended up getting third, which I ran the thing essentially and lost by two and a half points with Victor Hovland, not getting the damn birdie in the last hole and bogey. But I, yeah, I think you finished 11, so you didn't fare that well, I don't believe. No, no. I, I have a unique strategy with that. It's please. I, Tell uh, us, our, our listeners and viewers. I, I just take all Asians. It's so easy. It, it, listen, I don't watch enough golf to right. – to know if I've got Hovland or Mickelson or who I've got. So if I just take all Asians and I hear on the leaderboard, uh, Makasuki is leading. I know I got Makasuki. <laughs> so just, yeah, I've, hey. I've been trying that in the last couple of, uh, 
last couple of times. And and, and no. typically what I've seen from them and when I watch them play golf is they're they're not taking a lot of chances. Right. right. They they're not wild cards like a Mickelson who who could be 10 under or he can be 20 over at any minute. So I, I like the, the guys that are going to stay in the top 10, 15. I don't have to worry about them. You know, like Ron, I, Rom, I would love to have taken Rom. He's one of my favorite golfers to watch, mm-hmm. Um, mm. but he's a wild card. He will do some shit. Um, yeah. And he's when you get into those tournaments, you know, he, uh, he can go sideways sometimes. So uh, for the last two, I've just stuck with the Asians and, not fair. You, this is just for our um, faithful listeners. He has this is his team: Morikawa, Shoffley, M, which is I M, Matsuama, Kim, and Lee. We rest our case. Um, so that's <laughs> the Odell strategy for uh, fantasy golf. Um, you know, Rom ended up, you know, taking it for the a good part of the whole weekend. He was just he was up there in contention and. He didn't blow a gasket like you mentioned, which he's known to do. And, you know, Brooks choked, didn't do. And Phil almost pulled off a hell of a damn comeback. Yes. That would have been awesome yeah. to see. How you know, Phil pissed playing. off? Huh? How pissed off is the PGA on Monday morning when they right. woke up and saw two of the top three on the live tour? Oh, man. And I know in our chat uh, during Sunday's final round, I, you know, I, I, I'd like to throw some bucks to, you know what, out there, BTF. And I threw a, 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 as I would say, I peppered the leaderboard and just kind of tossed a dollar everybody. And I almost hit Phil at 2001. So that would have been a very interesting Sunday. It was fun to watch regardless. Yeah. Um, So let's move into our first list of this week or this month, I should say. Um, I think this was your idea. So this is our non-sport. We're going to have a, a heavy second half basketball related uh, part of the pod. So I think we're just going to go with best movie trilogies of all time. Are we in agreement that it's more than two or like three or more is a trilogy, four, five, six, seven and on? Yeah, I, I, I kind of looked at you got to have at least three movies to to be a part of that. Okay. So let's go from five to one and then any honorable mention. So we'll start you out What you got at number five. Number five, Toy Story. Okay. More more of a kid movie, but if you watch those movies, there's a lot of a lot of adult humor in them. And right. Right. they they tell a good story. Um, it's something for the whole family. And I and why not? Toy Story was one of my top five. That is exactly where my head was at with number five. I was tempted to go higher on them because, you know, my son and for that matter, my daughter, I kind of got into the game. When she was younger and she was into, I think we both, we all went to three and four in the theaters. And then, uh, you know, my son started realizing what it was. And it's just, it's the, the, the part of the theme park, the Disney theme, uh, it's just awesome. If you get a chance, if you haven't been, oh, yeah. The Toy Story Rides is awesome for our listeners. If you get a chance to get down to Disney World, that's a great part. It's great to be there at night and see all the lights. So I agree. Toy Story, those four movies are really entertaining, even for adults. So what you got for number four? Number four, Jurassic Park. Okay. I, I, th- those movies, even the last one, they're, mm-hmm. they're really good. I mean, you know what's going to happen. Right. You know, it's, it's there's no secret. But the mm-hmm. different dinosaurs and the way they roll them out and just the scare factor. I remember watching the, the first one in the theater, and it was scary as hell. I mean, it right. really was for a kid movie because they, they that's the way they sold it as a kid movie. 
They got all yeah. those kids in the theater and scared the shit out of it. <laughs> so, you know, so. I'm I'm glad you brought this up because I treated the Jurassic Park trilogy or series the complete wrong way. The first one was I was in high school and I saw it on VHS, not in the theaters, the totally opposite way you should watch this movie, yeah. on a, a, a 90 style TV, a smaller TV. So not one of the big contraptions we now have. So, and from that point on, I never saw any of them. So I need to catch up and, and watch them. I'm waiting for a chance for them to be in the theaters, maybe all of them, and go to knock out one every day. Okay. And maybe take okay. Hunter to see him. So. That's a good call. On some of the lists I've researched, I didn't even see Jurassic Park. So that's a good call out of the uh, out of the uh, woodworks there. So what you got for uh, three? Actually, I know. Is it my turn for four? No, your turn for four. All right. Number four. We're going with something that's probably the oldest of the trilogies I've chosen. And that's just Indiana Jones. I mean, to me, it's the one of the best adventure movies of our youth. Uh, I was... I don't think I caught Raiders when it first came out. I was a little too young, but Temple of Doom just caught my eye, man. And then, of course, the the final one, I can't think of what it was. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I don't really count the Crystal Skull and the ones after the main three, the one with his dad, the third one. Um, Yeah. I just, I can't think of the name. But anyway, yeah, Indiana Jones is my number four. Any uh, thoughts on that one? one? Are you a fan of that at all? No, I, I like the first two. Didn't see the, the third one. Um, really? Those were back in the uh, HBO days in the basement. So, you know, HBO oh, would, would play the movies the next year. So I got to yep. see both of those. Uh, never in the theater, but hmm. really I, movies that I, that I both like. The Last so, Crusade. Okay, I, I remember. Yes, that's it. So, that's it. Yep. All right. Now that I'm done yapping, what you got for three? Number three, The Matrix. I okay. love the I love the Matrix series. Um, the obviously like any of these movies, the first one's always the best one. Um, I've never I. They're always just the best. Um, mm-hmm. But something about the Matrix it told a story. It was a great story. Um, one of one of my favorite series. This is why I like doing this because even though we have a similarity of love and sports, we have, for the most part, totally different ideas on movies. I've seen the oh, first yeah. one one time, and I'm just not – I wasn't really impressed with it. But I respect the fact that it's the the way that it kind of changed movie viewing and movie making. The, the yep. uh, It's, it's a unbelievably shot, and it's a well-made film. I just didn't see the the last one, so I may have to catch up and, and get in the uh, Matrix team. So I'm a big fan of Kevin, right. too. I agree with that. Great. Um, my number guy. three – I should have this one higher, but I think because the third installment of this trilogy is so bad, I got to park it right in the middle, and that's The Godfather. You know, I came in late in the game with uh, gangster movies. I started with Goodfellas and kind of worked backwards, but I've grown to have an appreciation and kind of matured as a movie viewer. And I, I just I can't wait to show my son the way the mafia is portrayed in this book that turned into a movie, the first and second especially, but the second more so than the first I, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, three is really bad, but uh, I think I'm going to show him those as he gets in the junior high and high school. I think it's probably time. So Godfather trilogy is my third. Never seen it. Gotta be kidding me. No, never seen it. Wow. I, I'm, I, and I love all those gangster movies. I, I love wow. all of them. I just, I've never had the opportunity to sit down and, and watch it when it's not on 
like cable. AMC. Yeah, some of that stuff. And I don't want to watch it that way. No. I, I want to watch it, Netflix, whatever, you know, and just watch it all the way through. So I've, I've, I've seen bits and pieces enough to know, oh, that's The Godfather. Right, but, right. Uh, I, I grew up wow. in an era where I've seen Scarface and mm-hmm. I've seen Donnie Brasco and I've seen Goodfellas wow. and there's another one that I'm missing. Um, but Casino. I, I don't know how that. Casino, yeah. Yep. I don't know how. And those are all great, awesome movies. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know how The Godfather can beat them. Wow. But well, you got it's some on my list for the month of April and May. It's, it's on my list. Yeah. All right. All right so, so we're on you for number two. My number two. I just watched these this week. Okay. Rocky. Rocky. Okay. Rocky one, two, three, and four are unbelievable. They're unbelievable films. They're not only sport films. But they're people films. It's about people. And, you know, some people say, well, you know, it's Sylvester Stallone. It's overhyped, mm-hmm. whatever. It's not about the boxing. It's about the interaction between people. So even Got if it. you take the boxing out, there's a theme there with him and his wife. Or, you know, when he meets his girlfriend and how they, how they, it's, I just love the Rocky, Rocky series. So Rocky, for me, number two. Did he direct that too? Or do you know? I, I totally forget. I'm not on the Rocky train. Yes, he, um, you know, it's a funny story about Rocky is that they wanted the movie, but they did not want him to act in it or direct it. They wanted him to have no part of it. Really? Um, They didn't, I've seen, they've thrown out, you know, and I I just don't remember, but he said, I'm going to do the movies. I don't know if he directed, but obviously he he acted in them and that was his, that's where he got his break. Yeah, he wrote it, but did not direct it. But that's yeah, that's crazy great. how they didn't want him to be the star of the movie. That's and I'm not into big into Rocky. I've seen it and I've seen bits and pieces of the other ones. But again, there's another. I, I love the idea that we're doing this. We we don't talk about this list before we meet. For the most part, we kind of just throw it out there, whether we're off course or not. So I like that. Um, and that's another thing. Like you're with the Godfather. I'm with the. I've been. I'm like. Oh, I got. I think I need to watch the Rockies. Hunter's been bringing it up. He's he's seen Stallone on uh, more recent, you know, Rocky. The uh, yeah, I've, Creed. I which uh, yeah, Creed, the Creed movie. So um, yeah, I think I'm in the same boat as Rocky's that you are with The Godfather. We'll leave it at that. Now, number two, we're going to go completely off the wall, goofy. Probably, I don't see this being your cup of tea, but I'm going Austin Powers. I, I where do you stand with Austin Powers? It doesn't seem like it's your kind of thing, comedy wise. <laughs> I thought the first two, if there's only, if there's more than three, I, I'm I'm lost. But the first two are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I first like one, I think I might have seen that thing about four times in the theaters. We just kept going back and back. And this was when that was at the dollar theaters, and you could go anytime you want to in your you know early twenties. And it was just a fun, just great, gross humor. It's just I, I loved it. So now you're right. Yeah. Austin Powers three was kind of eh. Thrown to the wayside. I think the female was uh, Beyonce, and I don't think she was a uh, uh, very, a very good uh, counterpart to to Austin Powers, Austin Danger Powers. So that's my number two. What you got for one? I regret not taking more time to go to the Dollar Theater more. I didn't do the that Bay a Meadows? whole lot. You talking about the yeah, Bay Meadows I, one? I, yeah. Well, there were, well they, eventually they turned the uh, Orange Park one, the theater down there where Ted's Montana Grill is in Orange Park, used to be a Dollar Theater too. 
the, the interstate we call the 295 theater right yeah yeah yep yeah oh man so good old orange I, I didn't yeah i i, I should have took more advantage of i i didn't watch a lot of movies i was dude you were out at calico jacks and well you're on probably around was, with the females yeah. and my, your your metal well, buddies hey it happens, man. You know, we, we were doing that. So my number one, um, yep. it probably gets a it probably gets a little bit of bias because I've just seen it. Okay. The John Wick series is unbelievable. Wow. Okay. My number one. I now, could watch John Wick over and over and over again, which I have. Right. Um it they're your take. I am late to the party on the wick. But I've seen the now. Is there four? Right, the fourth one just came out. There's four, yeah. Okay, so I've seen one, two, I think three, and I've only been once or twice. But I'm not an action movie fan. But it got me hooked. The acting See, around Keanu, the storyline with that dog man is just—it's unbelievable. I, I, I'm, yeah. See, I'm all in. I am not an I, action I movie it. at all. I, right. I don't like action movies. I just don't. Yeah. But this this story. Pulled me in, and I'm hooked on it. Now the third okay. one sucked. The third Did movie it? sucked. I didn't. I, don't I mean, recall. I may have missed that. That, one. that was called That's Parabellum. It um, okay. It, it was called Parabellum. It it added to the story, right. but I just didn't like it. It. I just i I didn't like it. I didn't walk out saying, "Oh, that was an awesome movie." I walked out saying, "Okay, let's uh, hopefully four. They'll get back on track with four. And by God, they did. Okay, four is Good. unbelievable. So I think my son and I might knock that out in the next uh, couple weekends for sure. That and Rockies, that's on our list. Um, Good stuff. My number one, without a doubt, easily. This was one, and everything was two, three, four, five. Back to the Future. We in our household, okay. it's a family loved movie trilogy. One, two, and three. Some will say three. The Western is kind of eh, but it's just I know it's fantasy and it's sci fi, which I'm not a fan of at all, but. It's just, it, it got me hook, line, and sinker as a kid. And, you know, it was a big part of my movie experience growing up. So, okay. Back to the Future, without a doubt, is easily my favorite trilogy of all time. I, I can what see. What are your that. thoughts on Back to the Future? I don't see you as a real Back to the Future head. Well, I got to watch the first one in the theater. Definitely. Um, I did too. Yep. I got to watch the second one in the theater. Never watched the third one. Man. Okay. It just never did. I mean, once I saw two and they had the book and he went back in time and he didn't use the book to gamble on sports, I, I kind of lost it after that. Yeah. You got to jump on that uh, that idea. But Biff did. And we'll see what happened. Yep. So uh, that was a cool – again, I know I've stressed this a couple of times, but I love doing this because we don't converse about it before and we always have, for the most part, different – uh, parts of our yeah. list, so that's that was cool. Anything honorable mention? Because I've definitely got three that I want to mention. N no, no, I, I just no. Okay, go ahead. Where are you on the Hangovers, or have you seen them? I've seen all of them. I like them. Uh, okay. I'm I'm done with them. I'm done. I don't need to see okay. any more. Okay. Um, first one was Vegas. Second one, if I remember, was Bangkok. Yes. Third one. So. Third back one was Vegas. where? I want to say okay, so it was back to Vegas. Somehow back to Vegas, but it was somewhere else. I forget. It was John Goodman in it. Uh, I, so one and two was I was done. I was happy. Yeah, thought they're hilarious. Best two yeah. 
comedy movies I've seen in a long time. Zach Galifianakis, he yes. brought him out of nowhere. Um, what about Ocean's movies? You know, we're big gamblers. I mean, They're Ocean's good. 11, 12, and They're 13. Good. What do you think? I saw the first two, didn't see the third one. So I like those two. Okay. And that was one of my like pre-Vegas movies I'd watch to get hyped up when I was younger, when I knew I was going to Vegas, just to kind of get me in the mood and just kind of get my uh, coordinates set. And then one other one, it was kind of, I saw it on a bunch of lists I was researching, is the New Jersey Trilogy is what I've seen it for the most part. Are you a Kevin Smith fan at all? Mm, Kevin Smith was Clerks, right? Clerks, correct. Yes, like Clerks. Um, okay. That's about the all, all I know of him. So they have, of course, Clerks 2 many years later, which is really good. Um, yeah. They've got Chasing Amy, which I don't like, but it's 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 pretty famous. And then Mallrats, I think a lot of our age can kind of hit home with that because we were always in the mall growing up. I know my group yes. of friends was, you know, sneaker yeah. shopping and stuff. So um, that was a kind of a piecemeal New Jersey trilogy is what I saw it uh, for the most part. Um, but that's on my honorable mention as well. So, okay. Hey folks, thank you again so much for listening to our podcast. Please help us out and go to Apple podcast to rate and review our show. Don't forget to check out the video feed of each show on YouTube at Giving the Points. And as a reminder, you can always follow our season-long wagering contest progress on Twitter at Giving the Points. Thank you for your support. Um, Let's shift over to something we've seen recently. Now, we're going to say up front, this is a spoiler warning, if you have not seen the newest Michael Jordan, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck movie, Air, please pause this. And come back after you've watched it. Um, we're going to talk briefly about it. I think both of us, I, I think that we're both in love with it. I, I, I like it a lot. What are your yes. thoughts on the movie Air? You know, I was happy they, they portrayed it the way they did. I didn't, I don't need any more of Michael Jordan. Me personally. Yes, uh, I agree. After the last dance. Stop mm-hmm. trying to tell me what his life was like. We've seen it. Yes. We've seen it through his eyes. I don't need to see anything else. I really? was excited to see and hear the evolution of the shoe mm-hmm. and how it went from, because everybody knows that knows anybody, anything about Michael Jordan knows that he was uh, an Adidas guy. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that at all. I, I, I did. Um, I, you know, I've, I've read that in multiple articles and, hmm. and, uh, I didn't know how instrumental his mom was. I think it was a smart business decision. I loved hearing about how they de- developed the shoe and how that all yeah. came about. Hopefully that's true. You know, yeah. you never know how much of that's true. Um, and just how people, what's funny, if you know anything about Sonny Vaccaro, he's a fucking crook. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't portray him as that in the movie, which and no. it was funny when I, when I come out, my, I took my wife and my son and we, we all watched it and they were like, yeah, I can't believe that guy. You know, he took Nike basketball from, I was like, you don't know the half of the story. He was a crook. And, mm-hmm. then, and my, my wife was like, how? I was like, he was giving shoes away to players and money so that they would go high to school. certain colleges. Yeah. And high school kids. So they would go to certain colleges. So he was, 
he was part of the problem back in the 80s. Right. Um, and it, she was like, well, why didn't they play that? Because they don't want you to know that. He, he's, he's right. in lots of trouble. I think because they wanted more so to have, and of course, for anybody who's never seen it, it's it follows the history of the shoe salesman, Sonny Vaccaro, and how he led Nike in its pursuit of the greatest athlete, obviously Michael Jordan, signing them or him as he got into the NBA and pretty much putting the brand on his name. Um, ben Affleck directed it, of course, stars in it as Phil Knight, the owner of Nike. I don't think his performance was that good. I'm not going to get deep nerd movie talk, but just briefly okay. going to gloss over. Um, you know, I didn't know. I remember Sonny Vaccaro and I forgot all about him. I know he was always in high, involved in high school sports and, and around the circles of high school basketball. And I think he had a, a, an all-star game, if I'm not mistaken. Dapper Dan's. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what I heard. And um, it was it was interesting to hear this name after years and years. I had to look him up. I'm like, damn, I remember that dude. All he was his pictures all in pictures of the, the best high school basketball athletes. And it was just interesting yeah. seeing him uh, portrayed on the screen by Matt Damon, who did I think a great job. And, he did do um, a good job. Yeah, it's got you know I think uh, go ahead. You you were talking about uh, not Matt Damon but um, mm -hmm. Ben Affleck. That character he played was pretty mm -hmm. much the same character he played in Goodwill Hunting when he was going to interview. If you remember, he went and interviewed I Jobs. Did. Yeah, yeah. It's the same, he played the same, pretty much the same character. <laughs> I never thought about that, but that's kind of a a kind of a lateral uh, role. You're right. Um, I think you know Viola Davis. She can do no wrong. I mean, she, from what I know of Jordan's mom, she played her to a T. You know, the mm -hmm. business conversation at the end of the movie with Sonny and her over the phone. And when he showed up at the house, just there, there, Matt Damon and Viola's come kind of back and forth was great. Pretty much yeah. the whole point of the movie. Uh, David Falk, the uh, Michael Jordan's, uh, what do you call it, business manager, his agent, his agent. the damn word, was great. I don't know him from Adam, but he was a, a great part of the movie as well. I just, yeah. I wasn't. Kind of hooked on Affleck's role. Yeah, I, I thought I thought the acting was good. I love the story because um, I am I would consider myself not a huge one, but big enough one to where I spend some quality money on. I'm a sneakerhead. Yeah, you, you mentioned. I, I I got into it a long time ago, um, collecting uh, the low tops, what they call the dunks or Jordan mm -hmm. lows, um, and I I buy. Not expensive pair. I mean, some of those some of those shoes run twenty, thirty thousand dollars. If you get a pair of Freddy Kruegers, or if you get a pair of uh, Ben and Jerry's, yeah, okay. they they made a, a, a Freddy Krueger pair um, of Nikes that looked wow. like Freddy Krueger sweater, and um, they made so many pair, uh, and they got sued for doing it, and they were supposed to throw them all away. Mm -hmm. And people got their hands on them. And if you find a pair, they're twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Interesting. Um, okay. You know, not they've got the Dior's. Uh, any kind of collab that Nike does, like you hear, mm -hmm. you hear them always talk about Travis Scotts. Uh, those are really hard to find. Um, I, I, I don't like those. I do like the um, the Ben and Jerry's. Um, Interesting. I might have to look this up. I don't know much about. Funny story. Um, my my wife and I. Um, 
our 20th anniversary is tomorrow. So I feel like I can tell this story. So about, thank you. About 10, 12 years ago, we went to New York city during Thanksgiving and she knows I, you know, I collect Jordans. Um, We went to Foot Locker Thanksgiving Eve, Black Friday at three in the morning. We were out. One of us had been drinking. Um, (laughs) We we go into um, Foot Locker in Times Square, and she buys me a pair of Nike Jordans that are New York release only. Um, This particular year, they released four shoes on New Year's Eve. I'm sorry, on on Mm -hmm. Black Friday that had engraved in them things of New York, like uh, Times Square, like uh, the Statue of Liberty. They were engraved in the shoe. Um, And they did one for LA, one for Paris, and one for somewhere else. I want to say Tokyo or Beijing or somewhere. Anyway, the shoes were like $220, which was a lot of money for us at that time. And we got into a fight later that night. So I got up early in the morning and I took those shoes back. Never put them on my feet. Never wore them. It was just it was just one of those things we we did when we were drinking. We got into mm-hmm. a fight. I'm not spending 230 bucks on a pair of tennis shoes. You know, <laughs> again, we we had our own business and we didn't have a ton of money to be right. pissing away on me some tennis shoes. Uh, those wow. shoes now are worth about nine thousand dollars. Jesus. So if Shoot I if I would just... not, it, yeah, because it's all about the size. So I'll say that to say this: I have a confession. Okay. Being a, I have never bought a pair of tennis shoes since 1989. Well, I'll take that back. Since 1991, that aren't Nike. Okay. Wow. Until so you're dedicated. Two, until two weeks ago, I bought a pair of Adidas Ultra Boost, most comfortable shoes hmm. I've ever put on my feet. Okay. Ultra boost. Okay. Ultra boost. Yeah. They're I'm walking the shoes. Some, so I have to look it up. They're unbelievable. Ultra boost ones. Most comfortable okay. shoes I've ever had on my feet. Got it. Look how that we, we took our uh, thoughts on the movie air and we're talking about sneakers. That's just, it's just how give yeah. the points work. So that's it. That's how we um, work. We, unless it's college football, we're, we're going to wander. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to let our mind wander and our, our voices wander with it. So if you had to overall give it a, on a scale of one to ten with decimal points, what would you give air overall? Uh seven point three. Okay. Just because of my that. love for Jordan and the shoes. Got it. You know, I'm more of a magic bird fan. I really I kind of hate it on Jordan, to be honest. I'll be I'll be the mature 45-year-old that I am. I look back, I appreciate him as I got older, but I really hated him because he was so damn good. He was so dominant and just yeah, yeah I mean. He he got the best of himself, you know, by those teams. But he learned and got better and got better players around him, and yeah. eventually took him down. So, um, I'd probably give it a seven and a half, eight. So I'm with you on that. It's a very strong, yeah. good soundtrack too. If you look it up on Apple Music, oh uh, yeah, songs. My but, wife, and, I couldn't hear the movie from my wife singing all the damn songs. Oh, I think I, I look. I finally looked over and gave her the look, like, okay, I'm trying to listen to this shit. <laughs> we, which song did you catch her singing that you can remember? Because I've got one that I caught Laura doing too. Uh, it was the one where they were sh- first showing the um, first showing the Nike building. The, the, the building, yeah. It was. I, I forgot, um, the name. I forgot it, what the song was. It was the was it the Violent Femmes? Well, that she sang all of them. Can't, 
Twister in the sun. Let me go. Oh God, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. was. was one yeah, Laura was on that one too. I looked over at her like, okay, I'm trying to listen to this shit. So yeah. she Shut she finally up. got the hint and started mumbling it. But you so, know, it, was hard, um, it was hard for you to really like Jordan when you you're such a big Rex Chapman fan. I mean, he tore the NBA uh, up. And, oh you know, yeah, it's, big it's really hard. Big Rex NBA fan. Yeah, I followed his career. Yeah. Big fan. No. Yeah. I think my love for him really stopped after he left Kentucky. Um, what was I going to say? Something about the movie. Probably that's that's enough. I think I, I definitely go watch it again. I enjoyed it. Oh, I, yeah. we'll say one more thing, and we'll we'll change gears. I really enjoyed the scene. Jason Bateman's another guy that he he doesn't have to be the main character like he is in Ozark to really give it a comedic, a good part, a good yeah. portion, and 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 put a lot into the uh, whole movie. He's just really good in that first scene, up until even when he goes to take a dump, he's like, "I gotta go take a shit." You know, it's just a great. Great effort in the, in the I call it the war room when they're talking about the different players' possibilities of who they're going to uh, pursue, and it's just great seeing the big board with all those names I remember back in the day. Yeah. So, Sam Bowie, they kept going back to Sam Bowie, and I, I was just laughing. I'm always and she she was like, "What's what's so funny?" I was like, "Boy, so everybody they're everybody up here is a bust except Jordan. yeah, Melvin Turpin, two Kentucky yeah, guys, Mel Turpin, on, yeah, yeah, that a good '80s Kentucky team, and they just didn't do shit in NBA, so. Anyway, let's move on to really quickly. I know you're not big in the NBA, but the playoffs were right now in the middle of the yeah. play-in games. It's playoff season. Um, playoffs. Playoffs. So just real quick to recap, we've got Denver and Memphis at the one and two in the West, Milwaukee and Boston one and two in the East. Um, you've got Phoenix out there. The Clippers are hot. You know, Phoenix, of course, has Kevin Durant now. Um, Cleveland has Donovan came over from Utah. They're playing really well with Winston Garland's son, uh, Darius, and the two Twin Towers. Um, Brooklyn, a team that really got a lot of their victories when KD and Kyrie were playing uh, before they got traded. So it's kind of a misleading team that's in that playoff. So from what – tell me about your experience. I know we probably talked about this before, but re- remind me again your your association with NBA right now. As a 40-whatever you are. A 49-year-old man, I'm going to tell you, quite frankly, I don't give a fuck. I have not watched one NBA game all year long. Not one. And the NBA to me, back when I was growing up, I loved to watch it because it's so competitive. And I could tell you who was going to be on the Bulls team next year. I could tell right. you who was going to be on the Pistons team, minus one or two, you know, minus one sure. player maybe. Now they they switch around so much that I, I catch myself. There's there's a couple of players in the league that I like, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't I don't give a shit. I just okay. don't. Not even for gambling purposes. Not even going to throw a couple of bets. No, on because when I bet on it, I lose because I don't know it enough. Like college football. I, I know. I can tell you that Rutgers is not going to win a whole bunch. In my sleep, right, like right. I, I'll put the over-under on Rutgers winning four games next year. I'm taking the under. I, I know it. I understand it. It makes sense. But but football – I'm sorry, but NBA, I don't know. I just Got it. I'd I'd much rather bet on LeBron's hairline than I would – how many points he's going to score. God willing, he will not make it out of the playing game. I, I'm hoping that, uh, that they're playing tonight against uh, Timberwolves without – 
Rudy Gobert, but that's going to be down the down the road. We're going to talk about uh, my amateur prediction. I really like Milwaukee. I mean, Giannis is one of the top three players, arguably in the league. Could yes. arguably be the MVP. He's got a lot of good pieces around him: shooters, rebounders. Drew Holiday is probably arguably one of the best point guards in the league. Um, I think Phoenix somehow comes from the four or five seed with KD if he's healthy. And with Booker and Paul and Aiden, I think they can get into this finals. And I think Milwaukee ends up beating Phoenix in seven. Um, I love Tatum. I don't know if you're a big fan of him, if you follow him. He I know who he is. Not a big dominant. fan. Yeah, he just he just is not like he was. I know he played one year in college, but he is not like I thought he would be. He is just him and if him and Embiid, Boston and Philly, if they get mixed up in the, in the next round, that's going to be a great seven-game series, I think. Now, if that happens, I will watch that series. There you go. Yeah, that's just two battlers right there. For two the guys fight. that could go off for 50 or 60 in any game. Um, I like, like I mentioned, I don't think I trust Denver yet. I, I love Jokic and how versatile he is, but I just don't trust the guys around them. They're not um, veterans that have tr- you know shown themselves in the playoffs before even though they're the number one seed. And I like the Clippers somehow, even though Westbrook, and I hate that guy, is our, our buddy Fozzie would call him West Crook. Um, I don't like him. I don't like him, but I like the Clippers and Paul George and uh, Kawhi to kind of make a move. So that's my amateur look at it for what it's worth. I'll probably spray up pepper, a couple of dollar uh, BTFs on there. Um, that brings us to our second list of the night, which is going to be, our NBA playoff memories, the favorite ones. Now, I specified, if you don't mind, saying non-Michael Jordan moments because there's too many. It's yes. easy to put all five, I think you would agree. Um, easy. So, <laughs> easy. Probably 10 to 20. So let's start with um, – I really don't have these in order, so I'm going to just go just top to bottom. So give me what one of your top five. All right, so I did put mine in order. And okay. you're going to see, I, I guarantee you, our lists are be, going to be significantly different. Okay. I only let's, put let's down bet. games that I watched. Yes, me too. Okay. Me too. So I'm going way back, right out of the shoot. 1984, game four, Celtics versus Lakers, Mikhail clotheslining Rambus. Oh. Okay. I was a yeah. youngster. Yeah. I was I was a youngster. I I was into basketball at that time. I was 11. So basketball was tape delayed. We weren't seeing it live, but we knew yes. shit was going to happen, right? right? It was a different world. And the Celtics and the Lakers hated each other. Everybody knew they hated each other. And when that happened, I was like, "Holy shit, we are going to and the fight started." And that that right. started my my real love of but one of the things the start of my real love of basketball. So that would be my number five. You know, that's I'm glad you brought that up because that's an important part of our growing up. That's if I think of NBA playoffs, that's one of maybe the top 10 just one plays that I remember seeing over and over. I don't I didn't watch it because I was a little bit younger. I didn't get into basketball until a few years later. Um, but I'm glad you brought that up because that's if I think of I close my eyes and think of pictures of the playoffs, that's probably one of the top ones is that. That just signifies if that defines the rivalry of LA and Boston, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna start with you and my first experience that I can really, really remember, and that's 
it wasn't – I became a Laker fan. When I realized what Magic could do as a tall guard handling the ball and just – just just controlling the game and how well he efficient he is and getting the players involved. I, I really like the Lakers in the late eighties. And I remember watching the Western conference finals for whatever reason, the Mavericks had a great team that year with Mark McGuire, Tarpley, mm-hmm. Sam Perkins. I just remember becoming a hardcore NBA Laker fan, both at that time in my life, I was about 10 or 11. So the Western conference finals, for whatever reason, the 88, the Mavericks, I love their jerseys against the Lakers is one of my favorite memories. Okay, very good. Very good. So my next one, number four, is 2001. Okay, this will be the latest game that that I've got on my list. Okay, interesting. 2001, Lakers versus Blazers, the alley-oop between Shaq and Kobe. Lakers were down 15. In the fourth quarter, they come storming back. Shaq, I always loved Shaq. I loved watching him play. Was was always, unfortunately, could not get on the Kobe train until late because he was just, they kept saying he was going to be better than Jordan. And I, I couldn't deal with that. Emotionally, yeah. I was not ready for that. Um, so I always had like this favoritism towards Shaq. Right. When he catches that ball and slams it down and starts running down the court, that, that was a memory that one of those games that I'll never forget. Yeah, I, I had that on my honorable mention, and, and it, it brings a smile to my face. I'm not really necessarily a Shaq or Kobe fan, although Shaq is hilarious. But seeing that connection and that result, it makes me just smile for whatever reason. I have no, yeah, you know, um, involvement in those two at all but uh yeah i, I like that i actually took it out because I, I had a feeling you might bring that up so um my next one i'm gonna go back to 94 i was i want to say an incoming junior in high school i was at kentucky basketball camp for maybe the second or third year and we were in the common room in, in the in the evening after practice or camp and watching the knicks and rockets finals and this if you remember was around 1994 remember around it was in 1994 when the oj chase happened so they had the if you remember the picture and picture yeah during the game they'd had the little box in the upper right or left hand yes. corner with the, the white bronco so we were just glued to the tv all that night watching but you know they were breaking away to give us an update of what he was doing in the truck so um were you watching that at all do you remember that yes i'll give you two guesses where i was Okay. And first, it goes right along with our show. What? Vegas? I was at the dog track in Orange Park. Oh my God. I was, there was a oh. bunch of us sitting at the dog track, gambling on dogs, oh, watching God. the OJ Chase and that game. So, yes, I, I remember exactly. What a combination. I mean, you're gambling yeah. and watching a guy gamble. Dude, I had it all. Well, I had it all. Man, great, great memory right there, man. Um, Had the okay, horse by so, the tail. <laughs> yeah. All right. What you got? Well, whose turn is it? I'm sorry. I'm losing track here. Is it me? It's actually, it's mine. Number three. Here. Three. So this, my list is going to sound like I was a huge Celtic fan. And I was not. Um, I, was a, I was a Jordan fan, but I could appreciate good basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, this series was one of my all-time favorite series. 1998, Bird versus Dominique. Um. Game four, I believe. Game four, game five. 
Jordan had 20 points in the fourth quarter. Dominique had 47, and it was a back-and-forth just melee. Um, obviously, the Bird and the Celtics ended up winning. Um, poor Atlanta, they always came up short. Um, they always got shoved in there against the, the Pistons or the Celtics. They just couldn't make it through. But that 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 series and that particular game is, is unbelievable. We got a show. Uh, you can't quite see it, but I got my bird jersey on in honor of the playoffs. Um, yeah, great, great. I, and I don't think I don't think anything that you're a Celtics fan, but I, I know you appreciate and you know good basketball. And that's that's I think being a player involved on a school team, we can really appreciate good basketball. We just don't look at the TV and say, "Oh, wow, he's a great athlete." We know it from being on the court. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to 2007. This is a little bit out of left field. It wasn't any team that I really had a, a, a love for, but I was just amazed. It was uh, the Warriors upsetting the Mavericks. This is when Dirk okay. had his team. He was rising to the top of the Western Conference, and this Warriors team had, like, cast away, like, Steven Jackson, which I cannot stand the dude, but I respect his game. He's a good player. Baron Davis, they had a host of just, I think, Monte Ellis. They were not picked to win, and they ended up upsetting the Mavericks, which I believe was the 8 over 1 or 7 over 2 seed. So that was just, I forgot the nickname they had, but it was a fun team to watch. They had nothing to lose. So the 2007 Warriors, as a series, I enjoy watching that team. In a weird way, I like watching uh, the, the way they play together. Very good, very good. Which My two? number two. 1995, Reggie Miller scores eight points in nine seconds. Did he push versus off? the Knicks? Oh no, no, he didn't. Really? We have to go to the tape on that one. I didn't hear a whistle. <laughs> I didn't see blood, and I didn't hear a whistle. Good point. You, and you pretty much had to see it in that series. Yep, that's a good call. That was my number two. I, man, you gotta love Reggie. You you can't. I, yes. I, I've read a handful of books in my 45 years, which is very embarrassing to admit. His book is one of them. And the stories he had, especially about Larry Bird and the trash talking and what he said, it, I, I think I need to have my son go back and read that and uh, tell me what he thinks about it. I'm going to have to read that. It sounds older. like a good book. It's, it is a fun book. I mean, Reggie, he's kind of annoying now uh, in his involvement with uh, the Wendy's organization and uh, March Madness, but I can take him in small doses, but back in the day, couldn't get enough of him. Arguably yeah. one of my favorite, if not the best, with him and Ray Allen, to uh, players to come around a pick and hit a shot. I think he yeah. he's the, he set the blueprint for that type of play. Agreed. Um, let's go with my number two, which, you know, again, I didn't rank them, but I'm going to go to 2002, the Western Conference Finals. Game six specifically, this is a very controversial game. The Sacramento Kings, LA Lakers. The rumor is that it was uh, the refs staged this in favor of the Lakers because they wanted the Lakers to be in the NBA Finals. They couldn't see a Sacramento team. That wouldn't bring good ratings is what I've read up on. Um, it, it was very heavily in the, Sac or in the Lakers' favor. It was just – the Kings were a really good team with Chris Weber, Mike Bibby, just Bibby. a great yeah. yeah, they just had a great team. And I think honestly, watching that, not just getting going along with the the crowd, but they were a better team than the Lakers, I thought. So game six was a, a game I would not forget. They really got job by the refs. Yeah. 
I, I remember that. And I, I, I remember watching that series. And uh, that, that was a good series. Yep. All right, what you have for number All one? All right. My number one, 1987. Steel, bird to DJ, game oh. five, Celtics over the Pistons. I, I, if you are a basketball fan and you don't jump off the couch now when they play the when they play the the replay, something's wrong with you. Do you know the announcer's name that called that? Who the legendary Celtics announcer by any chance? Moore, Johnny Moore, Johnny Most. Oh, you're stego, Johnny Most. Now there's a steal by Bird underneath the DJ who lays it in. Yeah. I mean, it's epic. It's Maybe one of the best basketball yeah. calls, if not the best ever. That yeah. that's a good call. I like that. And and for it to happen to Isaiah is even that much. Better. Oh fucking! I hate baby hate Zeke. Little Zeke. Zeke. I, on, I want to punch nice. him in my fucking face in his fucking face. I have a <laughs> I cute name Zeke. like Zeke. Hi, hi guys. I'm Zeke. All right. Um, You're number, number one. one. Yes, we're gonna go. Someone I hate, Van Gundy, the Knicks coach. And when the Heat and the Knicks played, it was just combat. When I think it was Alonzo Mourning and someone got into it, I didn't – shows you my half-assed research. You remember Van Gunny going out on the floor and grabbing onto Mourning's yes. leg during a scuffle. So Mourning couldn't fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah that. It was just the craziest thing, man. And it, I forget what game it was. I want to say it was maybe late 90s, but – that is just – it was just hilarious. I started laughing just how comical. I already didn't like the guy and still don't yeah, to this I day. Him, I, I don't think he's don't. a good announcer. Him or his brother. His brother looks like Ron Jeremy, he, the hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so those are our five favorite non-Jordan playoff memories from the NBA. So I'm glad we – you're right. I don't think we had one that matched. So that's that's always cool to, to see that. Um, before we part ways – uh, we have a fuck tart each, don't we? Yes, we do. Roll, please roll with yours. Mine is easily Rudy Gobert. Not to go into great detail, this past week, right before the playoff, the play-in game, not even to get in the to to get into the playoffs, an important game. He throws in the second quarter a punch at his own teammate Kyle Anderson because of a disagreement, and I think Kyle was maybe calling him out from what I've heard. But you just don't do that on the sideline. It's it's a it's a bitch move. He was getting Rudy was getting closer and closer to his argon so he could get within uh, arm shot, and he didn't. He threw the biggest puss punch, and it. Yeah, I think my hate of him stems back to when COVID started becoming a thing, and he you know touched the microphone like a complete asshole, and I'm like, dude, why are you doing that? So I've already got it yeah. out in for him. So Rudy Gobert, well, he got in a lot of trouble for that though, didn't he? Yeah, I think he got suspended and. Find yeah. because we didn't know at the time what the hell COVID was or what the repercussions were. So yeah. for him to do that was just very just immature. And very good. You're muted. You have hit the mute button. And we are back, folks. I apologize for the unprofessionalism. Um, it's probably you know, it really don't don't worry about it. It's probably the best five seconds that the listeners are going to have. Oh, it's just hearing some silence, <laughs> just hearing me talk. <laughs> Dell's rim shots. Um, so Rudy Gobert by far is my fucktard. Who you got this week? This this one's an easy one. Um, okay. My fucktard this week is ESPN. 
You know, I have sat through March Madness and had to scroll past women's goddamn basketball scores for the last five weeks. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, America. I don't give two fucks about women's sports. I will occasionally watch soccer because it's fundamental. I will occasionally watch volleyball because their shorts don't fit. That's all I need. That's all I don't need. I don't need to see Louisville play. Who gives a fuck in college basketball? Ain't nobody. When they start dunking and start alley-ooping and, and run a set that's not a pick play, I'll watch. So ESPN, stop cramming it down my throat. I don't need to scroll past your little uh, app trying to figure out what the actual real sports scores are. On top of that, ESPN used the women's basketball tournament to continue to divide races in America. They hmm. wanted to pin the hood rat versus a second-rate, hideously ugly white girl who had a jumper <laughs> and a damn coach that dressed like Big Bird all the time out there. That's all we heard. Those three are the, the only three idiots we heard. Who cares who wins? Who cares who goes to the White House? Take it off my TV. Take it off my app. Let's watch something else. There's a horse race out there somewhere. On that note, that's a great way to end it. Uh, again, the uh, comments of Mr. Odell are not those of giving the points. However, we do appreciate and welcome any comment. Um, on behalf of our guests, we want to thank Kareem and Burr for joining us. I am Jeff Cox for Mr. Odell. Wishing you much luck in your wagering endeavors, and we will see you in May. Screw you, Big Bird. <laughs> Bye, guys.